right, good morning, church. Take out your Bibles, turn to Ecclesiastes. Today we're going to be in chapter 11, so turn all the way back in the back of that book there. While you're turning there, I want to say a big, oh, great amen. Todd and Jessica Alguire, where are you? I just got to watch that and my heart leaped. There you are, right up here. Hey, I have watched you guys for years show up, not being told, not being asked, getting after it, outworking me in the ministry. I mean, just on it. You care about the details. You care about people. I've noticed that, and I'm thankful. And my heart delights every time I see you guys there because you're on it. And I'm telling you, nothing like delights a pastor more than to see people uh, just delightfully serving in the ministry. And, and you're definitely that, along with many others in the room, obviously. But I love you guys, and I'm thankful for you, too. I just wanted to amen that real quick, all right? But amen. 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 Uh, one, one thing I want to let you know about, in two weeks, two weeks from today, everybody say two weeks. Two weeks, we have a conference right here in this room, and even on Sunday morning, something I want you to be a part of. 1 Peter 3.15 says that we are always to be ready to make a defense for the hope that is in us. In other words, um, Peter is basically telling the church, hey, always be prepared, be ready, that when someone asks you to give a defense, to reason with them on why you have this hope that you have and how it guides your life and how it affects you the way that it does, be ready with an answer, okay? Um, and, and the Greek word for that word defense is apologia. Um, it is uh, the word where we get apology, and there's a whole section of Christianity um, called apologetics that is subject after subject of things that we should study and know as believers to be able to defend our faith to an onlooking world who is wondering, tell me, reason out your faith with me and let me know why uh, you have such hope. And so apologetics is that realm. And, and one realm of apologetics is uh, something that we're going to be uh, de dedicating uh, two weeks to, and that is um, near-death experiences. Now, this is where people um, who have uh, had a near-death experience, they have either had no detectable heartbeat for a long period of time, no brain waves, uh, nothing like this, but with modern medicine and technology and, and uh, how advanced we've gotten in medicine, they, they were resuscitated. So they got to the edge of death, did not die, okay, we're not talking resurrection, they just got to the edge and many of them come back and they share experiences with their doctor, with people around them. Some don't share because they don't want to talk about it. Others do share. Um, and you would think that these stories are rare. Um, actually, they are. There's a lot of them. Uh, and, and so uh, near-death experiences is something that is very interesting because when you hear the stories, you hear lots of similarities. Um, and so this is a realm of apologetics that we're going to be, to be looking at. And so we're doing a conference called Life After Life. It's going to be in two weeks. We should have a little graphic here. Um, two weeks right here in this room, I'm going to be inter interviewing Dr. Jeffrey Long. Uh, he is a, a radiation oncologist. He did extensive scientific research on thousands of near-death experiences and stories from all across the world of people who had this happen uh, in their life and stories that they, they share. Um, he did scientific research on these stories, found patterns and things that are just so unlikely to exist if this material world is all there is. If this material world is all there is and all you are is material, when you die, you die, and it's over and that's it, 
that worldview has a hard time explaining the research that he has found on near-death experiences. He is going to share much of what he found in his research on Sunday morning, October the 3rd, right here in this room, right here in our worship service. We're going to have two chairs, and I'm going to be interviewing him. Um, he's very much a scientist and doesn't really preach, um, but he said, but I'll do an interview, and I'll tell you what I know, and I'll tell you what I found. Um, so he's a thinker. If you have a thinker, a friend that's just curious about this subject matter, have them here in two weeks on Sunday morning. I'm going to be interviewing him. But after that morning, we're going to actually have a conference starting at 1.30 all the way to 7, speaker after speaker after speaker, who are experts in different aspects of near-death experience that are going to be uh, sharing uh, talks all afternoon. And we're going to finish with Don Piper, who wrote 90 Minutes in Heaven. You all know Don Piper. Many of you probably have heard of him. A story of a near-death experience that he had close to Houston. Um, he's going to be sharing at the last hour of that conference. But from 1.30 to 7, we're going to have a conference right here in this room uh, two weeks from today. So bring a friend, be a part of it. Can I get an amen? All right. I'm looking forward to that being a really, uh, if you want to just be blown away. Um, I'm not giving it to you now, but two weeks. It's uh, fascinating material. I'm looking forward to for us going through that together. All right. Let's pray before we jump in to Ecclesiastes. Father, this, this time is for you. We are here to make our hearts glad in worship to you. Nothing is more um, joyful and fulfilling than a human being coming into the presence of his God and, and worship. And so we worship you this morning. And Lord, as a result, would you fill our hearts with hope, um, maybe with healing, uh, power, 